Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Yeah, I know. It's my turn. I didn't get to say anything. Why are you guys stealing all my stuff? Christ almighty. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks. Which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 42, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me as always are... Covering the devils, it's Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere here and I really know where my towel is. Make Lurie that I can't find my glasses. I didn't, I didn't get the towel thing. It's episode 42. Ah, hitchhikers. There you go. There it is. Oh, I can't read. Why do you make book book references to anything that he would, you know? Yeah, stick to movies, Bill. Or thousands oh, of movies. They, they, they made a movie? movie out of that too, and who cares? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, I, as we come on the air, there is something that we we need to talk about, and we need to acknowledge uh we need to bring awareness to this over the weekend a young 13 year old boy named casey fougere who plays for the stars bantam b team in new jersey oddly enough bill isn't that your son uh yeah i know him you know him. well he had a little bit of misfortune last week well not he but his his teacher that he had for three years mrs scudero his math teacher in saint francis uh unfortunately passed away of cancer Casey was a little distraught about this and he went out and bought pink tape. He bought pink tape for everybody on his team to honor his math teacher. Mind you, not one of the kids on his team goes to his school, right? So this is, this is, you know, going to teamwork. This is going to being a leader. He even got the opposing team to wear pink tape on their sticks. The stars went three and this past weekend with pink tape on their sticks in honor of their, their teacher who passed away from stomach cancer. And uh, I just, I just want to bring tribute to this as um, this was one of the things that really made me take a step back and, and examine who Casey is as, as a young man. And that all stems to who his parents are and who are leading uh, examples for him. So Billy, I have to really applaud you um, for, for not only, assisting Casey with buying the tape, um, but with being a, a leading by example um, for him. And, you know, it all starts with the parents, but the actions of, of him um, should not go unnoticed. And uh, I was really taken back by this and uh, got a little choked up when I, when I heard the story. And um, I gave him a call on Sunday just to let him know how proud of him I was. So um, Casey boy, great job. Nice job, Casey boy. Nice job, buddy. I'll make sure he hears that. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, it was it, it was all his idea, and uh, and he gets that from his mom. <laughs> I, I I wish that my mind worked that way to think of like the things that I can do in the face of tragedy. You know, um, but yeah, that that was that was really sweet of him, and uh, and yeah, and, and it was really awesome to see his whole team get behind him so quickly. You know, there was there was not one holdout there. Uh, who didn't want to, who didn't want to take part and, and support him. So uh, really uh, just a great example of, you know, what they really, what you should really be trying to do when you're, when you're on a team, when you're playing youth sports, it's, you know, uh, how many kids are, are going to go to the pros, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not what it's for. And, uh, and so that was really cool to see, see them pull together. 
that was uh yeah that was that was incredible when i when i saw that on on the facebook uh, i got a little choked up and uh that that was really really awesome to see really awesome to see so i'm not going to talk about the yankees because i don't want to get upset thankfully baseball is over and we never have to talk about that again in fact i could care less who wins the world series this year it's probably going to be tampa but i don't i could give two flying fucks we had a really good segment last week about the flyers goal song and we have an update we have an update um but but i thought it wasn't going to be revealed until opening night is this no no is this breaking news this is it this is not it's not been revealed yet but some of the flyers players were were interviewed and asked what they would like to be the flyers goal song so we're we're gonna listen to this interview this is courtesy of uh nbc sports in philadelphia we have to give them the plug and who right who are we talking to here? Who the f- some asshole in a flyer jersey? Who the fuck? Yeah. Red redheaded. Fuck him. Oh, I'm Where so mad at DJ. Good question. Three by Britney Spears. Because I'm number three. You know that song? One, two, three. Coots, there it is. The the one that Hazy always says when going out the tunnel there. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Be a cool one. Probably say, uh, we'll let the dogs out. The the dupe song was was really cool. And obviously growing up watching Flyers hockey, I think that, that was pretty special. If we could go back to that, that'd be pretty electric. Um, I think Killer Cam. Killer Cam, Cam, you know that, you know that song. I like those like, those uh, punk rock songs, like, you know, like Blink-182 and stuff like this. And like, I don't know why, but I don't think it would be a good goal song, so I really don't know. There's one that in particular that I really like. I can't even remember the, the title song, but... Uh, Is it the, the Duke song? Yeah. Is that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. We had some good comebacks and some big games with that song, so I wouldn't be upset if that one came back. All right, so maybe it seems like the dupe song is going to come back, but ugh. So there, there has been a guy for the athletic, Charlie O'Connor, who's been who's been monitoring the goal songs used <sighs> by the team so far through the two preseason games. You want to hear what they are? More than anything. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Here's the first one. With Mailchimp. Um, oh, I love the Mailchimp. Yeah, the Mailchimp <laughs> song. We have to go through ad. Stupid YouTube. Awesome. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. We're not that kind of a podcast. That was, uh, I I don't know, is it built Mora by Tarzan Boy? Is, Is that? I got an executive Tarzan boy by Bilt Mora. Sure. Ugh. It's because the valve thing is like go. So yeah. Here come the hot stepper. And then we have uh... 
Gear by Real Big Fish. Doesn't scream goal. No, it's none of this screams. Wait, yeah. oh, wait, wait for the last one. That doesn't, no, that doesn't scream. Is this a commercial uh, too? This, no, this is actually the song. No, this has got to be a commercial leading into the song. This couldn't possibly be a song they used after somebody scored a goal. This is a this is a tampon commercial song. This is not a goal song. I am having a heavy day. <laughs> and, and finally, for whatever reason, they are playing this. I mean, I don't, I don't get how Roxanne There's... by the police is a good goal song to play. There's no connection between the police and Philadelphia. It's not like he's a hometown boy. You know, they're they're not a Philadelphia band. So no, yeah, to. so just to give you a little update on on what they're doing, we we I can't wait till next week when it's uh, we won't even be oh, we have to go two more podcasts until we get to talk about what they use because the fifteenth is a Friday. Oh my god, this is of those yeah. options that you sent in, the uh, the Mailchimp theme song was the best one. <laughs> but you know what they're doing played. though. I they're, tend to agree with you. This company to talk to me off the record. So how do you decide? fix that? <laughs> you know how you fix it? A shut off. <laughs> and you stop sharing. What are they doing, Bill? They're, make, they're making everything. They're, they're, shit, they're playing songs that are so shitty that whatever they unveil is just going to be like, oh, my God. Like, there's just going to be like this big rush of like, this is so amazing. So much song. better than here comes the hot yeah. stepper. Like, oh, it's oh. the same song as last year. Yeah, oh, it chose Creed, man. Left field, fucking Creed. Uh, well, what was that, 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 what they were saying, the Doom, the Doomba thing? The Dupe song, D O O P. The Dupe song. So I think that's what the soccer team in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Union, their major league soccer team, I have a feeling like that might be the song that they play after they score. The I could be wrong about that, though. The dupe song Philly Philadelphia Union. Wow, you're right. All right, I need to I need to actually hear. I like to I like to stay up on you know current events. all sports goal songs. I need I need to I need to figure out what the. I like to consider myself a goal song aficionado. Well, we're probably gonna get another ad first. We oh, do please do, please. Well, we do. At least there's no. Uh... I agree. That, that, is, that is fucking Philly right there. Yeah, they can't what? actually speak. So using real words is very hard. Just using syllable, like one syllable, perfect. Sounds like spoons walking down the hallway of Mets Club, that coming to Mets Clubhouse. Just listen, listen. Oh, oh, yeah. 
my god, what's wrong with you guys? Oh, He's yawning. That was a yawn. Oh, good lord in heaven. Okay, yeah, make it stop. Make it stop. Please. Everybody's going to tune out if we keep playing that shit. You, the like, fans me, are literally going to say, just don't score. I don't want to hear that fucking song. And we just lost a star on our ratings. Oh, man. <laughs> For playing that god-awful fucking song. I mean, you can't even... That's not even a song. You can't call that a song. No. It's more no. like a... It's that, a first of all, it sounds... The music sounds like that of a Casio keyboard. Oh, oh that... That may be true. I mean, it sounds also like the the singer is from you know Life Goes On. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> pretty rough. So Obladi Oblada should be their goal song, is what you're exactly. saying. I think it that's all fucking better. It all, it all stems back to that. Oladi Olada, life goes on. It's not Ola. They're not Spanish. Flyers and go home. Oh, I like that. Right there. What? Wait, 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 wait. Can you sing that again? Opladi, Oplada, fuck the flyers and go home. That's that's catchy, Nick. Nick, that I, you're on you're on to something, my friend. Get out your Casio keyboard and submit it. I'm gonna submit it. <laughs> Wait, do you have a Casio keyboard? I, I do actually. Get on that. It's not like you're busy enough running around, but get on that. Get on that. They take. Are you still taking submissions? No. Uh, unfortunately, no. not. That's, you know, you can always tweet it to the to the to Phillies Twitter. You know, I'm sure they would take a look at it. I'm sure the uh, friends and rivals marketing department would retweet you if you did that. <laughs> They're certainly not there doing anything else. <laughs> no, that's true. The marketing department is really not doing anything else. So that is your Flyers goal update song. I just wanted to uh, to let everybody know what's being considered out there. <sighs> And that so, hopefully was the final. Well, I guess we'll have to find out what the song is, but then we can put that that segment to bed. Uh, we can retire that segment permanently. Yeah, I, uh, I guess so. But I, I uh. we should uh, we should review other goal songs, Steve, since you're such an aficionado. I I don't like to brag. I don't like to mm. you know. Maybe we can play a few and give our give Here our. Go. Here's here's opinion. the second dumbest one in the league. Oh. <laughs> oh well you know it's a good thing out to hear too many times they you know play it too often so camp report we got a game going on right now the islanders and penguins playing tonight or no no the islanders and penguins don't play in the preseason. Well, i mean uh, are the islanders playing <laughs> a game are the penguins playing a game tonight no. uh neither team is playing tonight neither all right well we got a, a ranger devil a meaningless ranger devil game going on six two third period um, so Steve, we'll start off with you and with your little camp report going on. You got a lot, a lot of injured players, huh? Got a lot of injured nice. players and not a lot of information about them. So Severson is the only one that we really know how he injured himself, slipped on a puck, um, and went down, but they, but nobody has said what that injury is. Is it a, is it a knee? Is it an ankle? Is it a, you know, some other leg injury? It's a lower body injury. Yeah. Hughes got cross-checked uh, during the Islander game, but he practiced today and might play tomorrow night if he feels. I think I think Lindy is leaving it up to him. If he wants to play, he can. If he doesn't feel like he needs to play and give it that extra week rest before he gets into a game, that's fine. Ty Smith has been absent all of camp. And again, no information on what the injury is. 
no information on when he'll be back. Lindy said he doesn't expect him to play in the first game, but that's about all that's been said about that. Mm. And then you got Blackwood easing his way back in after the ankle surgery. They said Miles Wood is Miles Wood. They said, but but Lindy said yesterday that he was just he was just had a, a regular scheduled maintenance day, and that's why he wasn't on the ice. Okay. So uh, conflicting they, report said, there. Yeah, yeah they Sam said, said the broadcast, they said so. during the broadcast that he was dealing with an injury, but Lindy said that he and Blackwood had regularly scheduled days off, and that's why they weren't on the ice. So who who knows who who to believe in a situation like that. This is uh, the fifth game in the preseason for the Devils. They're going to be four and one after tonight, which is a little bit shocking. Um, eerily reminiscent of the 2019-20 preseason where they finished five and two and then proceeded to shit the bed royally in the month of October. They actually had a lead in the first game, the first official game of the season. They had a four nothing lead with 10 seconds left in the second period. And they wound up losing that game in a shootout. That was Winnipeg, right? Yeah. So hopefully this season goes a different direction than 2019 and 20. I got to tell you, the, those fuckbags look fast and skilled. Sharon Govich especially. Holtz has looked good. Mercer, Mercer. has looked Mercer. great. Yeah. Outside of that, you know, he sure looks strong. Hughes, again, outside of the injury, looks strong on his feet. He's making good plays. I'm hoping they keep this uh, Heesher, Brat, and Zaka line together. There's rumors that they might switch Zaka off of the wing and back to his natural center position as the third-line center. But I just feel like he's more valuable as the winger on that line. They, they have too much chemistry to, to give up on it just to put him back as a center. I also like the idea of two centers on that line. If, if he sure gets thrown out, there's another center there to take the face off. There's a guy with face off experience outside of all that. Oh, Jesus. No, you go ahead. Talk. Go ahead. You, you talk. But it's my podcast. So, mm-hmm. I, so outside I, of that, I they you, claim I give you Mason Gertson from no, the now Rangers. You can talk. I want you to talk now. <laughs> you don't like it. Do you Steve takeover? Do you? If you can't, the viewers can't see us, but Steve is visibly, visibly annoyed with Tom and his shenanigans at the moment. Shocking. Shocking. That never happens. Shocking. Literally never happened, ever. Outside of that, the Devils did claim Mason Gertzen off of waivers from the Rangers. Now, I'll tell you, when they played the Rangers in that first preseason game, he was all over the place. He was a physical force out there. And that's what the Devils need. Now, the Rangers obviously loaded up on that during the offseason. But the Devils don't really have a player like that. And if he could, you know, be their 13th or 14th forward who who occasionally gets in when they're playing a bigger lineup, I would not be mad about that at all. Conversely, I thought he was the biggest 6'8" pussy i've ever seen in my life no he was hitting people all over the ice last uh, week he's nah not my cup of tea i understand why they 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 waived him what they didn't like they didn't had no choice but to put him on waivers because he wasn't going to make this team so they had no choice but sometimes you know a guy goes into a new uniform and you know he looks he, he looked he looked great tonight so I, I i definitely think uh again given the options of the two players on professional tryouts, VC and, and Jankowski, they haven't 
really done anything. VC scored a goal or two, but not anything pretty, that's for sure. So if they're going to have somebody as a as a 13th or 14th forward on the roster, I wouldn't be my wouldn't mind having it be somebody with a little bit of size and grit. And that's all I have for my this week in Devils camp. Who should we throw to next? Well, over well since since they're they're playing the Rangers tonight, I, I guess we I'll, I'll go. Reeves went down with an injury early in the in the first period of this game um, on an unfortunate collision with PK Subban. Um, some might call it a slew foot. Some might not, um, but that kind of changes how the Rangers may open the season if it's a long-term injury for 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 Mr. Reeves. Um, and we'll get back, we'll get into that a little bit when we get into the uh, the season preview because you know what, Ranger fans out there, this opening night roster, gotta tell you, not much different than last year's. Um, but there there's there's certainly things going on. The Rangers spent a couple of days in Rhode Island, of all places, at the University of Rhode Island. And um, I guess as a getaway after their win up in Boston. And um, they did that for, for a couple of days, played some golf, did some team building exercises up there. Um, I know we talked about this um, earlier when, when camp opened and even before camp, but Gerard Gallant doesn't seem like that much of a personal person at all. Doesn't have much of a personality, no. Did you go out and play golf? No, no, I didn't play it. I didn't go out. Oh, you don't like golf? No, I like golf. We did a little bit of shooting. Bye. I mean, that was was like literally it. Whereas other coaches would kind of tell you about the team building that's been going on and, and kind of playing along with it. This guy is all fucking business. Uh, and you can see it in the practices too. He doesn't run practices. He lets his assistants run practice. He doesn't choose his goalies for that for that day. He lets the goalie coach choose that. It's like he's delegated his authority throughout his assistants. I've I've just never seen a coach do it that way, or at least I don't remember a coach doing it that way. Nick, does Trotz work that way? How does he run practices? Is he is he a barker on the ice? Is he is he running practice or is his assistants running practice? As far as when he was in the years with Washington, even the last few years, um, he was skating. He's on the ice, uh, and I can't imagine it's changed. You know, Gallant's on the ice too, but and he and he's you know they've they've he's done things like you know try and beat you know if if I beat you skating you know you're you're running more laps and you know he's a guy he's a fun guy you know he's he means business but you know I think he's definitely infinitely more personable than than uh. A lot on the ice. I mean, you know, when they get behind the mic, you know, he's all professional. Yeah, like, you know, I, like look, a lot of these is is a great interview guy. He he goes out there and he and he talks yeah. about the guys and he talks good things about the guys and yeah. all these other things. But it just doesn't seem like he has a personality with the players, and that's maybe by design. Maybe that's not. Maybe not, it's like the, that, the Herb Brooks school of you know, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm your yeah, coach. But it's, but it's not even that though. But it, I think Herb Brooks was more of a Barker like David Quinn was, more like Torts was in, in that regard. Um, that's the only similarities uh, between Torts and Herb Brooks. But I don't know. I just I, do, I don't remember seeing a coach this way. Even Torts was, you know, had, had his fun with the media and but was a little bit more personable with the players. And I just don't see that with Gallant. I, I think that's very odd. It's odd to me. You're not used to it. That's it. No, no, I'm not used to it at all. I, I can't remember a Rangers coach being that way. I just can't. 
I mean, you go back in the day with Muckler and, and all those guys. I mean, they, they were, I mean, we're just happy to be alive back then. Um, but I mean, even, but even looking back at trots, even looking back at, trot, at torts and uh, I forgot that guy who's before him, but even still, I, I always, I always remembered at least a rapport with the players between the coach. I don't see that at all with Gallant and, and the Rangers. Um, but it's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, it um, looks like Gauthier is uh, making a name for himself uh, finally uh, on, on the lines. And um, Kratzoff was uh, nursing an injury that he had against, I think it was the Devils in the, in the Devil game. He, he got an injury or it was right around there. Uh, so he missed the past couple ones, but he returned to practice today. He'll probably get a look against the Islanders on Saturday. Is that Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Yeah, there's uh, in, yeah, in Bridgeport. Saturday. Yep. And uh, that'll be the end of the of the preseason. But uh, it's it's very interesting. I just thought it was very odd to me the way that Gallant runs that runs everything. Just seemed a little odd to me. Nick, what's going on with the uh, with the Islanders? Yeah, uh, Islanders are getting closer to the season starting. We have a game tomorrow. Um, I think it's against the Flyers again. And then the um, <laughs> and then we have, obviously, the game against uh, the Rangers on Saturday. And that's it for our schedule. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow is Devils. My bad. Yes. Um, Devils again. I don't know why I thought it was Flyers. We play, just play the Flyers. Um, so, you know, we've been doing split squads uh, like every team. You know, it's not really – to look at the whole team, it's to look at different pieces and then give the give the vets, the guys, you know, that need a couple games, get them getting them in. Uh, very happy to see Anders Lee get his first act play, action last night. Um, scored a goal, um, looking pretty good. Getting to be play with his uh, new line mate, uh, Palmieri. Uh, they have never played together, obviously, so kind of cool to see them uh, starting. It looks like they're gonna start the year together. Um, Palmieri's been looking like he usually does. Um, so he's going to get the, the, the nod to play uh, on the first line for a bit. On the forward side of the fence, you know, you got our second, first, second, and fourth lines aren't changing as since Palmieri is now, you know, basically uh, inserted there. Uh, Wallstrom has had a kind of a not a great camp. So he's not, he originally was going to potentially have the chance to take the spot from Palmieri and have Palmieri play down with on the third line where he played well with Pajot in the playoffs, very, no problems doing that, you know, keeping three balanced lines, but uh, that's not looking um, like the, that's going to happen. So the third line is really the only one that's got any really leeway. We got a bunch of forwards that are probably going to be rotating a lot in that spot um, or those two spots next on the other side, each side of Pajot, just like last year, to be honest, uh, since Wallstrom hasn't really taken over that spot yet on the right side. Um, they're clearly going to start with Parise on the left side of him, of Pajot, and that's going to probably he's probably going to stay there pro- quite a bit. Um, depending on injuries, you know, we'll see how where guys move around. Um, since it's like the first full season we've had, you know, in a bit, that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, and Dials have been pretty lucky on on injuries aside from Anders Lee last year, um, but they lost nobody, especially their defense. Uh, there was incredibly no injuries to the, the defense. Which was paper thin. Um, so uh, we got Michael uh, Cole's on a, a PTO. Uh, I think he's going to be signed. He's been there. He's with the guys, you know, you know, on like Instagram and you know, 
they went to like the Mets game and they were all together um, or Jets game. Sorry. Um, and then uh, yeah, nobody, besides, nobody goes to the Mets game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, if you guys recall the the Jets players were um, I attended the playoff games for the Isles. And, oh, okay. uh, so they're kind of, they were kind of um, back. turning the favor. We so, knew that wasn't the other way around. <laughs> it's true. So it looks like we're going to have an interesting set of guys um, rotating that spot. You're going to have Richard Panic, who we acquired in the, the deal um, for, uh, oh shit, I'm going to forget. Yeah, Lou gets, Lou gets everything for free. Seven shit. <laughs> Get back, Panic. Of Detroit. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to um, – he it looks like he's sticking around, unless there's another move that happens. Um, so, it's your panic. Uh, you're going to have Ross Johnson. You're going to have Oliver Wallstrom. You're going to have uh, Kiefer Bellows, uh, Michael Doc Cole. All five, four or five of those guys, they're all going to be potentially rotating in. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Um, and it sounds like they don't want to send certain guys down. Um, Ross Johnson was, was reading that uh, – there's a, there'll be teams that will be interested in plucking him from the aisles if he went to the waivers, mostly because of, I think, the fact that he makes a million dollars a year, you know, makes nothing. Um, and he's a tough guy and he's got some hands, not too bad. Um, so that's an interesting thing. I didn't, I don't really see that with him, um, especially since they've signed, you know, Matt Martin for a couple more years. So I don't see where Ross Johnson fits exactly, but it is what it is. Um, on the defensive side, we have uh, basically a few guys that are pretty much locked in. Um, not a lot of, of, of room here. There's really one spot open. Um, so Pelican Pollock, top line, not changing. You got Noah Dobson going to play with Zidane Shara this year and uh, Andy Green playing with Scott Mayfield. In my opinion, they're probably not going to play Zidane you know, the entire year. I can't imagine. I, th- I don't think even Washington played him the entire year last year. I think he was in and out. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but um, he's not the fastest guy. And I think that left spot is probably going to rotate with um, a few guys. Um, the guy to watch for is Robin Silo. He's uh, he's going to start the year in AHL, but he looked pretty damn good in in the, um, the preseason so far. And Trotz has called him out as a guy he wants to see get some more time. Um, you know, he'll probably play at least tomorrow. I think he's, I think he'll be slotted in. Um, cause they're taking a hard look at him to see, you know, if they want him to come up and play on that six, six, seven spot. Um, they have obviously, uh, Thomas Hickey, who, uh, I don't know where he's in play. He's probably going to be bouncing around. Um, and then, um, so they have, uh, Sam Bolduc. He is, uh, Bolduc. Bolduc. I can't pronounce his name yet. I'll have to figure it out to look it up. Um, he's a really good prospect. He played in AHL last year. Um, He's a pretty big kid. I think he's like 6'4", left defenseman. Kind of fits right in to what we're looking to do. But he has been kind of um, – he's had soreness or whatever, you know, lower body injury or bullshit they're going to pedal um, all preseason. So he's missed the entire camp. He's just started skating. Um, and that's usually not good for a guy make, trying to make the, the squad. So he'll probably start back in the HL and maybe he'll sniff the, a, a couple games this year. Um, and then outside, and that's kind of the – kind of the way we're looking at for, for defense. There's not an offense. There's really not a lot of spots to take because they're basically a team that's been the two conference finals two years in a row. So they're really locked in. And uh, I just don't see where some of these guys are going to fit in. I think there's going to be a lot of guys sitting on the, sitting on the taxi squad uh, and uh, 
you know, probably be rotating guys in a little bit more this year, hopefully, to give some guys a rest. I don't know how it's going to go. The only other piece to note, really, is that uh, outside of uh, Elias Sorokin playing goalie, you got uh, Varley. He's been hurt um, a little bit. He's been nursing a little bit of injury. Um, same deal where, you know, they're not talking much about it. But he may or may not be available for the first game of the season at this point is what they're saying. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully he can make it. Um, I was reading he's made – he started in the last – every season for the last 10 years – Past ten seasons, he started an opening night, so he's trying not to break that break that uh, streak. But uh, we we're in good hands with Ilya Sorokin. Um, not as great hands with Corey Schneider as the third goalie. So I'm hoping Varley uh, doesn't miss much time because we're gonna need him. Um, so that's pretty much it for the Isles. Uh, you know, they're pretty much very few spots open. Um, they're raring to go. They've let up, I think, one goal the preseason. Um, they're basically playing just they're trying they're, they're playing trots uh, trots game and they're they're really out there serious right now with Anders back and you know I think a pretty loaded roster this is probably the best team we're gonna have I don't, uh, uh, I don't mean to stat boy you on this one but they've let up at least two goals on the in the preseason all right it's two goals because they lost two to one to the Devils. Oh, I forgot about that game, I guess. It wasn't yeah. on my, so... my thing. I guess I just completely forgot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, outside of that game, we only up one goal, so that's pretty good. But uh, nevertheless, um, I was going to say the uh, this is a team that's that's this is probably the best team I've seen Isles have in a long time. Not the biggest, not the best farm farm team at this point, but that's because we've been loading up and we're one of the oldest teams, if not the oldest team in the league. They've been making moves for for a guy for Pajo and and uh, and uh, Paul Mary. Paul Mary, thank you. I don't want brain farting here. Yeah, uh, thank you. And uh, you know, guys like Sedano Chara, you know, has come here and trying to finish his career and maybe get a cup. Um, that's always a good sign. You know, it's not a it's a sign that teams these guys think they can, that this is a good team, a really solid chance to win the cup. So. Um, I'm hoping that's uh, that's going to be the case. Trotz was going on record, I think, to one of the beat writers and and saying how much he really thought the depth at offense was was something that he's never had before, and it's going to be very interesting to see you know injuries come up and and how those how those uh, how the depth gets tested. Um, but he's he's pretty encouraged about the depth on offense for sure. Yeah, the, the biggest question mark is going to be the, the depth on defense. I, it's not that they don't have the top end guys. I think they do. And um, Anders going down last year clearly hurt the team. And I think that was, you know, when a key piece goes down, any team, it's it's rough. Unless you're, you know, a Tampa Bay Lightning or something who had uh, just a un, keep having a guy like Braden Point or, you know, Colmer. All right anybody else come through you just don't expect to be another 80 90 point score but anywho um i agree i think they're soup to nuts in the forwards they have very balanced scoring no one's going to score 30 no one's going to score 40 goals everyone's going to score you see a lot of 20 30 goal scorers well 20 goal scorers let's say that a few 30s and then that's going to be you know pretty consistent so we'll see how it goes um i'm happy to see it and then there's the penguins oh the penguins uh, let me uh, get my notes. 
Billy likes to drink soda. <laughs> Miss Lippy's car is green. You really don't like the preseason, do you? Nothing about it. I don't know how you guys find so much to be interested in the preseason. Just pours the crap out of me. Um, not you guys. I mean, I mean the preseason itself, not what you guys say about your teams. I don't mean mm-hmm. it that um, <laughs> Well, uh, for the for the Penguins in the preseason, um, Mike Sullivan uh, took a took a puck to the head. So injury report or head coach got hit in the head with a puck in the last game. Had to go off and get stitches. He, He's a hockey player. He came back out. Well, he's a hockey coach. Upper body injury. Upper body injury. He returned to the game. And you can see it. Oh, yeah. You can see see him all stitched up right on his forehead. Leading by example. Um, Really, actually, the – Was it his own player who got him? I I, I don't know. I didn't see that part of the uh, game. I I watched highlights. They didn't actually even cover the Sullivan getting in the head in the highlights. But I did see in the highlights. uh, Drew O'Connor – Scored a couple of goals in the last game against uh, Detroit. And um, there's there's a couple of roster spots uh, because much like Knicks Islanders, you know, th- this is a veteran team that that's not that doesn't have a lot of openings. Well, except when your top two centers are, are going to start the season on injured reserve. So um, so there are a couple of spots up for grabs and, and O'Connor had an impressive outing in the last game. But, you know, it's not just that he scored the two goals, but He's really skating with a lot more conviction. Uh, he's he's a lot more aggressive out there on the puck, and and you could definitely notice a difference in his game because in the limited time that he got last season, he was he was just kind of trying not to get in the way and trying not to make mistakes and playing that style. And and he's looks like a lot more comfortable in his skin right now, and uh, and was pretty impressive. So. Uh, Radim Zahorna also scored in that game, so uh, they're not going to. He's not going to give away that spot to him just yet. But, but good to see those two guys looking good. Where's he from? Uh, Czech Czech Republic. Okay. I, I, always forget, I always forget. I feel like that. they answer that a lot. I always forget that. I don't know if anybody ever remembers it. Um, but yeah, not not that much uh, interesting. Otherwise, at a Penguins camp, they're they're just chugging along and and you know, kind of. Just uh, taking it as it comes, looking forward to opening night. In well, why, why don't you transition right into your season preview then? Um, if I could just if I could just tag on to Billy's uh, segment there, Mike Sullivan was struck in the head by a Sabres clearing attempt in Tuesday's preseason game, or more appropriately stated, the Rochester Americans, as this <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguin beat reporter reported it. <laughs> so I guess the... Uh... Sabres didn't have their A lineup in the uh, in the game. Is that what you're saying? That that's what they're alluding to, I believe. I thought the the AHL was their A fucking roster. No, could be wrong. I could be wrong. All right. So the the please season preview for the NHL. Um, well, we're gonna of course talk about the 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 it's the Metro Division again now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so do your team first, and then we'll get into uh, into the standings right after that. How about that? Oh, my team. Yeah, yeah. Talk about your team specifically, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the league wide after that. Gotcha. Well, uh, the Penguins will start the season, of course, without their their top two centers. Uh, Crosby's expected back uh, around uh, the third week of October, based on what what they were initially expecting him uh, to be out. So. 
So that's just the first um, handful of games that he's going to miss. Malkin is maybe he's going to be back sooner. Maybe he's going to be back in March. Uh, you know, we don't, they don't tell us, they don't tell us anything. So there's, there's uh, not really an expectation of when Malkin's going to return from his uh, knee surgery. Um, so they're going to start the season uh, short at, at center where, where, which has always been a really big strength for him. Um, you're going to see bigger roles as the season starts for Jeff Carter, who played really well on that third line uh, at the end of last season after they acquired him from the Kings. And, and uh, Brian Boyle is trying, still trying to make a return. Dominic Simone looks like he's going to get some time um, at center ice as well. Uh, uh, a guy that frustrated a lot of Penguins fans and, well, Penguins organization, frankly, when, when he was there before. He, he does all of the right things except, uh, you know, production. He, he gets these, gets to these golden opportunities and, and doesn't put them away. Um, that's always been kind of his, his MO. So we'll see this time around how he does, but um, you know, I, I guess in some ways it's better to, to be the kind of player who's uh, contributing towards putting pressure on the other team as, as opposed to just uh, getting, having people skid around you and, and score in the other end. So uh, I guess they're going to take their chances there and, and see how that goes when the season starts. Um, Overall, uh, they've got the, 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 a lot of the same wings returning. Um, that first line's still, you know, when Crosby returns, we would presume he's going to be between Russ and, and Gensel there. Uh, Malkin in that second line, and whoever starts the season on that second line should have um, Zucker and, and Kapanen on the wings. Um, and so that potentially represents two very strong lines, especially if they've kind of been waiting and waiting for Zucker to uh, return to some form like he was in Minnesota. Um, that's we're getting further and further away from that now. And, and I don't know how realistic that is, but you know, it, even when he's not the, the kind of like the 30 goal scorer, he's, he's always a solid player in every zone. So, so uh, the patience there is, you know, they could, they could stand to have some patience there with him uh, defensively. Um, they look, they, they lost Cody CC um, and they didn't really, uh, replace him with anything uh, robust at all. You know, that they're, they're going to rely on Rue Weedle, who's been uh, a depth guy for several seasons, and and Friedman, who uh, they got from the Flyers, fuck the Flyers, um, before last season. But um, he, he played sparingly and, and was injured, I, I think, in a game against the Flyers. Um, so uh, so he did all right when he was there, but, but that was a very small sampling. So... Uh, they're going to look for one of them to step up and kind of seize that, that number six uh, on D and, and then in goal um, you've got Jari, who's got a lot of question marks and is going to have to answer for a, for a rough playoff. And, and you know, that the questions about him aren't really going to be answered and unless they do make the playoffs again, and unless he gets that chance to prove himself in the playoffs again, because, even if he has a, a decently strong regular season, I, I don't think those questions go away until you step up when the pressure's on. Uh, DeSmith uh, is back from his surgery, uh, looked all right the other night, didn't look great against Detroit, uh, but um, he's been a proven backup uh, when, he's, um, when he's been healthy. So hopefully he gets back to being healthy. And overall, they look like they should be uh, pretty solid. And I, I guess we'll get into predictions later on, but um, uh, I, I expect, you know, I expect a playoff push out of them. For the Rangers, I mean, you're going to look at, I, I mean, I looked at beginning of last season's notes and, and, and roster and, and lines 
and this year's um, compared to last year's are pretty goddamn similar. Your top line is just still your top line from last year with Strom, Panarin, and Kako. Kako, breakout year for him this year. He's coming to camp. He's uh, he, he's beefier. He's a little faster uh, than he was last year. Uh, and in the preseason, he has shown the willingness to go into the corners, play a good defensive game, and play that 200-foot game as the coach keeps talking about. And Gallant's big mantra was, let these guys play. If you want the kids to play, let them play. Uh, and he's surely shown that he wants to do that early on, especially putting Kako on the right side of Panarin and Strom. Going to be a really formidable um, first line. Your second line, they're moving Kreider over to the second line and putting Lafreniere on the on the left wing and putting Chris Kreider on the right wing. Um, so you're, you're stacked on your first two top lines. Lafreniere is still a question mark for me. Um, Gallant said, you know, he's loose. He's, uh, he's, he's confident, but not cocky. Kind of like what we've been talking about Jack Hughes this year, but I haven't seen from Lafreniere on the ice that he's showing that, that he's taken that next step. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting year for, for Lafreniere and to show everybody that he was a, a number one overall pick and a deserved number one overall pick. Because I got to tell you right now, if Holtz comes in in his first year and lights the lamp for 20, 25 goals and Lafreniere is still hovering around that, you know, 10 to 15 mark, it's going to look like a bad move by the Rangers selecting Lafreniere over a player like Holtz who was available to them at that number one spot. Your third line um, right now with the with the injury to Kratzoff, you're looking at Goche maybe potentially starting on that right side. Um you're looking through camp, and it's Goche has really earned that that right wing spot on that third line. Um, nothing against Kratzoff; he hasn't played bad, but Goche has really taken the pucks to the net, uh, played a good defensive uh, right wing, and he's done everything the coach has asked him to do. Just like everybody, everybody on the team has done what the coach asked him to do. But with Hedl and Goudreau, that third line is is um, could be really good in the forecheck. And I feel like I'm saying the same goddamn thing about Heedle I said last year. This has got to be – this is make or break year for for, Phil, for young Philip Heedle. He's been in the league, what, five years? And he's 22 years old, going to be 22 years old? Um, hopefully the injury bug and the, and the COVID that uh, he had to deal with last year, he can avoid a lot of that and, and have a, a pretty decent year. Your third line with Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay? We traded uh, Pavel Buchnevich for and a second round pick. Um, looks pretty good. Likes to hit people. Um, better hands than I guess people were giving him credit for. He scored a goal tonight. It was freaking beautiful. Um, again, it was against Utica. So we, we don't know against NHL talent if he's going to do that. But it was it against, was against an NHL goalie, though. It was, it was against Bernier. I was, just, I, was un, I was absolutely about to say that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that fourth line, but you know, you look at the fourth line from last year, it was Rooney with Lemieux um, and Di Giuseppe. This year it's Rooney with Blaze and Reeves. Um, and, and we, like, again, we got to see what's going on with Reeves, but if Reeves is not there to start the season, do you work in Morgan Barron and put maybe Heedle to the to, to the side and kind of mix up your bottom your bottom six a little bit until Reeves gets back to where you then you can better balance it out. You give a guy like Drayden Hunt that spot. 
do you put Gauthier down there and, and give Kratz off that, that third line right wing? So it's going to be very interesting to see in the coming days how long Reeves is going to be out and, and how they're going to replace him. Um, but those, those are your four lines. You're rolling your four lines. Um, and I think it's a pretty balanced attack. Uh, I think they are a little bit more difficult to play against, especially on that bottom third or uh, the bottom two lines. And we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when they're, when they're up against NHL talent and not up against AHL talent like, like you saw tonight. Their defense, you know, top, top four are still same top four from last year with Miller, Truba, and uh, Lindgren, and, and Fox. Adam Fox is not even in the top five for projected Norris Trophy winners this year. Defending champion, it's unbelievable. I, I really hope he rubs it in all those fucking reporters' faces. I really, really do. Nothing would give me more pleasure. Um, Tenorti, uh, Namath, uh, battle going on. Tenorti might win the battle. Uh, maybe, well, he, name Namath, Tenorti, that's your six, seven defenseman. Whether it's going to be uh, Lundquist or, or Jones on that right side. It's still a toss up. Jones has had an unbelievable camp. Um, he's led power plays. He has done really just about everything defensive offensively uh, that you could have asked for, for him in camp. And he really has opened a lot of eyes. And then Lundquist on the right-hand side, got a good shot. A um, little bit more physical, played a little bit more physical tonight uh, against the Devils, especially going into the corner with Grierson and, and really positioning his body um, to be in front of that six, eight monster. So it's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting who wins it. Lundquist is, I, I still think is going to win and win and Jones is still going to be in Hartford, but that these are determinations that are going to be made within the next week. And in goal, you got Shesterkin and Gigor Giev. Um, you're looking for, uh, as I mentioned before, big growth from Lafreniere is a huge year for him. Huge year. Is it going to be another huge year for, for Mika Zibanejad? Is he, is it going to be worth that $9 million a year contract that, that he he's after? Um, if he can stay healthy and, and put up 30 goals, it's going to be a no brainer. And look, I like Mika a lot and I, and I hope they do stick with him. I hope they, they don't pull off a trade for Eichel. Like keep, like it keeps getting reported. Um, I would much rather see Zibanejad here. I, even back when Zibanejad was in Ottawa, he was always a dynamic player and anytime he was on the ice he was a threat to score and that hasn't changed you know it was for early years with the rangers he had the injury bug a little bit broke his leg and, and other things but the past couple of years he has just come on and has been as a number one center as there is in the league um so this year we'll we'll go a lot toward seeing if he's going to get that money um and see what happens interesting with the schedule 12 of the first 15 games on the road you got um, the zoo. Got What's trip. why? Why is that? I no idea. You got trips to 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 Canada. You got trips to the to the northwest and and end in Canada with Seattle and Edmonton, Calgary swing. You got your Montreal Toronto swing early on. And it's I don't know. Is there the Knicks schedule out? Is the, are the Knicks home a lot? Is there a lot of concerts going on in the Garden? I don't know. But no twelve of the first fifteen on the road. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see. And maybe that's good for them. Maybe they need that to go out and gel and, and go on the road and, and, and bond as a team. But going to be very interesting. And lastly, um, I don't want to forget the captaincy. Um, they are, they are going to name a captain within the next week before, before opening night. And I got to just going off tonight and, and Kreider chasing around fucking Subban all night. 
um, that was leadership shit right there. Um, so I, I have no problems giving the captaincy to Kreider. In fact, I, I kind of prefer it. I, I want him. I, I would like Kreider over Truba. I think, I think he deserves it. So that's great. Who, who was the last Ranger captain? Was it Kelly Kissio? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Ryan McDonough, fuckface. <laughs> Christ almighty. Speaking of long road trips mm. to open the season. 13 straight. I'm hoping it's only 13 straight. I mean, that's the, the everyone's well, saying that the stadium will be done by the day it's supposed to be ready. But it's, I don't an, know. Arena, I, it's an arena, Nick. It's an arena. It's not a stadium. I, Fair enough. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they do it so quickly uh, with so much work to do, but Hey, uh, more power to them. It's going to be uh, probably in, interesting first few games with like, you know, basically paint being dry, drying <laughs> in some areas, but Hey, they're, they're going to be ready to go. I'm hoping the ice is going to be ready. I don't know. Uh, what's how what's 13 take? games get you? How like date wise, do you know the date of the first yeah. game it's in November, yeah. right? It it's is November be, it's be like the twentieth, the end of November. Yeah, twentieth, November twentieth. Wow. Jesus Christ! So, so they that's have a solid a, month and a half. It's yes, the first full month. Uh, basically, we start on the fourteenth yeah. is our first game in October, and then twentieth is our first uh, home game. Now they do have a nice break, uh, after you know of a three days um between um their last away game and their first home game so there there's some breaks with throughout it uh throughout the, the road trip they call it back-to-backs in november early um which will be interesting to see how that goes as well as one early in the season but um to be honest the schedule is what it is they have to play well in the beginning to keep pace um 82 game season it's going to be i think pretty tough to get to the playoff spots this year um, and the Isles are expected to pretty much, you know, contend. So that means they got to be one, two, three, maybe in the, you know, in the, in the, in the division, the Metro. It is a um, fun schedule to start though, dude. I gotta tell you. It is. It's, I, it's, I, I figured there would have been more games maybe against Philadelphia or New Jersey, right. Or even the Rangers sprinkled in there just to get them that local feel a little bit, but I, they got one I, game I, against Jersey. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we start in the south, go up central, go out west, stay central with uh, Nashville, go up to Canada for a couple of games, come back to Minnesota, then near home in Jersey, and then they go back down to Florida and play two games. Once the, the schedule makers did not do you guys any favors with that. I'll be honest, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not like we're doing like one night in, you know, uh, in Vegas and then two nights or a night or two later in, De- in back in, in New Jersey or New York. So, I mean, you know, they are at least playing as they fly around. They're, they're not making a lot of extra stops. But it is what it is. They have to do it. And this will be the last time this comes up uh, until the new stadium is, is ready to go. And uh, a long time coming. So I'm very excited to see the uh, the new stadium finally be ready. It's been something that I've been waiting for pretty much well past 20 years at this point um, to see happen. And um it's exciting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I talked a little bit about the team and everything. You know, the first line is going to be expected really to, to score goals this year, um, more so, I think, than in previous years. This is the most stacked line, first line we've had in, in quite some time, and if I'm being honest. Not since Tavares, Oposo, and Vanek, when Vanek came over. Um, there was a lot of excitement then because, obviously, Tavares with a, a top-line guy was that, you know, we could get 
to come to the team. This was a big time thing. Uh, culture of the team then was not great. So uh, now uh, a little different. Andres Lee, you know, is pretty fucking solid in the, in the center of the ice. If you've ever seen that guy, you know, if you've ever seen him in, in regular clothes, like he's, there's some video, pictures from Instagram, like where they're in a golf outing, that guy's legs are like, they're, I think, about the same size as Saquon's, maybe. Nobody wants to hear about his bigger. legs. How's his butt? How's his butt? His butt nice. He's got a nice hiney. He's got a massive hiney, dude. Massive hiney. So it's hard to move him. Hard to move that dude in front of the net. Um, and uh, with uh, Barzal and It's Palmieri, after 9 o'clock, Bill. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> with Barzal and Palmieri, I think uh, it's going to be a, a – I think we're going to see a lot of offense from that, that line. And I'm excited to see it in – actual you know regular season play um i can't imagine barzell is is disappointed by this you know getting palmary on his line and having on his back he's probably pretty pumped so expecting big things from barzell hopefully this is the year he really jumps up in, in goals and i think if they do then the league's gonna have a, a rough time because the rest of the lineup can score um second lines barzell i'm sorry but bavillier bailey and brock nelson very solid line. They played together the last couple of years. They're, they know what they're doing. Third line with Pajo and, and Parise, likely with a rotating crew. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that line gels and who really fits in. I'm hoping Wallstrom really picks up and, and gets gets moving again because when he started looking pretty good last year before his injury, um, he was looking pretty solid. He was on pace for, I think, 20 goals, um, and uh, he can score goals. Uh Fourth line's identity line. Don't need to talk about them. Uh, talk about the, the, dec- the decor yeah. a, bit, a, a, a bunch. Uh, it'd be interesting to watch is Daniel Shara and how he matches up with, with um, uh, Noah Dobson and then the emergence of Noah Dobson as uh, a you know, real solid all-around defenseman is going to be really – I think the, the amount of time he got in the, the game, the, the season last year where they put a lot of pressure on him to play in all spots, I think will pay off this year. I think he's – that's kind of what they want him to do, play and everything. We did have uh, Eric Gustafson as well um, come over on PTO, and he's looked pretty pretty good on the power play, which is why he's here. Our power play is pretty pretty much abysmal for years, and um, you know basically he's he may look pretty good the other night. The problem with him is his defense, and that's kind of like where do you kind of can you squeeze him in and keep him sheltered. Um, I'm not so sure how it's going to work out. We'll see. Mostly because, you know, the defense has to play defense. So if, if he's not good defensively, I don't see how he's going to stay on the, in the lineup unless they can really fit it. You know, this is what really works. But um, we'll see how that goes. Goalies, two best goalies. I think the, the best pairing in the league, best tandem in the league. And uh, I'm really excited to watch. Be Sorokin careful when you say that. Better. Be careful when you say that. Well, I don't have to be I careful. Said, I said that same fucking thing. And it turned into a disaster. And look, I know Aaron Sorkin and Varlamov, they're great. But you never know. You never know what can happen. Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, Shachurkin and um, Sorokin battle for this this year and seasons to come. Um, They're actually going to play – well, they'll play play last last year, you know, the Rangers and Isles. Um, Feels a little more official now because we're playing a full season. So I agree. Excited about that. Excited about that. And lastly, you know, this is a team that's got to win the cup. So th- this is the window. They got pretty much two to three years. I think the third year is like going to be debatable because, you know, just aging and other teams are going to get better. Um, 
eventually another team will probably draft or maybe even like a team like the Rangers Devils who finally break through and make, you know, take, take the season, take the, the league by storm because they just get that combination of young players on good contracts and dragging a couple, one or two big high price guys. That's kind of a lot of times the blueprint. Um, I'm hoping that we got next couple of years to really this year, next year, really push and hopefully without with minimal injuries, um, you know, can contend for a cup. So that's, that's what we're at. And hopefully uh, we walk away the season with uh, getting further than the uh, conference finals. So does that leave you, Steve? Unlike the three of you, as go the first two lines of the Devils goes the whole team. Not as balanced at all as your teams. Um, Tatar, it looks like it's going to be Tatar, Hughes, and Sharon Govich. Zach I think, a, I think it's a Brad. great line. I think that's a great line. Yeah, Zach Ahishir and Brad. Those six players, I think, are going to be your, your real point getters. The real questions coming out of camp are, is it worth it to dress Mercer in the NHL and for you know 10 to 12 minutes a game or is it going to be better for him to get 16 to 18 minutes in the AHL and the same with Holtz because it looks like they're going to be on the third line now if you bump Zaka you know down to the third line center can you put Holtz on a line with Heischer and Brad is that is that line maybe just a little too inefficient defensively if you put Mercer on that line it becomes a little bit better defensively but does he have the speed to keep up with Heischer and Brad. So there's a lot of question marks still kind of floating around as we only have this one game left in the preseason. The third, the fourth line looks like it's going to be McLeod and Wood, but we still don't know. Nobody's really taken hold of the right wing position on that line. So could you slot a VC or a Jankowski in there or a Gertzen in there to start the season? You could, it's not maybe ideal, but again, those bottom six players aren't going to be, you know, really heavily relied on. I really, I, I don't see them averaging more than, like I said, 10 to 12 minutes. Maybe a Yane Kokonen plays a little bit better. I mean, I'm not even mentioning Jesper Boquist or Andreas Johansson, two players that I've written off because I know we're not going to see anything productive out of them this season, along with Fabian Zetterlin. Those, you know, Zetterlund and Boakvist were two very highly respected projects, uh, prospects from the fan base, and they've just floundered when given the opportunity to perform. On defense, I'm happy to say that I no longer have to watch Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Sammy Votnin, Matthew Tennyson, or Dmitry Kulikov ever again, as the Devils welcome in the prize off-season acquisition Dougie Hamilton. So it looks like Hamilton and Graves, another uh, offseason acquisition via a trade, are going to be your top pairing. Smith, when he's help- healthy, and Severson are going to be your middle pairing. And Siegenthaler and Subban are going to be the third pairing, which I think is great for PK. He doesn't have, he's not going to be relied on heavy, heavy minutes. He's still going to be there to, to quarterback one of the two pow- uh, power play units. Um, definitely should be a good season for him that he's not going to be as relied on as he was in years past. And then Blackwood and Bernier and net hands down, in my opinion, the best NHL goalie tandem there is in the league. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Hey, uh, I, I, you know, are they going to be great? No, but 
it's definitely a nice to see a 1A, 1B situation rather than a starter and a backup as they've had in years past. You don't think maybe uh, 86, 10, 17, 13, 90, uh, 18, 37, 63, 44 gives you good balance? I don't know if Holtz can be a top-line player just yet. Otherwise, I would love to see him up there. And then Tatar would slot in on that third line. You know, you do, you do 37, 13, 63 second line, and then you could put Tatar on the third line, which would be great because hmm. he would bring some, some scoring punch to that third line that they desperately need. I would so, even like so to see then Brad, Brad plays better with Heischer. Yeah. Brad, Brad and Heischer are, are, are joined together at the hip as is Hughes and Sharon Govich. Yeah. I, I, okay. I got you. So I, I interchange then, then uh, Tatar and, and whatever that guy's name and Brat. And then, I mean, I think that dude, that's, that's what you want. Yeah. And if you can get that, I mean, you're never going to know until you try. I think Holtz probably needs, you know, you know, 15 to 20 games in the AHL to really get accustomed to the, to the North American size ice. He's got three or four goals so far in the preseason. He's got three, I think, but uh, power play, you know, one, you know, one was a power play. It was a, you know, a, a one-timer off a of power play. I just don't, again, it's not the offense. It's the defensive side of the game that I don't know if he's, he's there yet. I mean, I mean, that's fair. But those kids, you, you kind of want to throw into the mix and see what they got. And I, and I hope the Devils do that because I think they're a more dynamic team that way. And if they it, don't it and they send them down. It, it definitely makes them a faster team, that's for sure. Yeah. Three, just three more things. During the broadcast the other night, Bryce Salvador popped up these three stats that I thought were pretty interesting from last year. At even strength, the Devils were seventh in shot attempts and 31st in shots on net. Hit the net. They were 28th in shot attempts recovered at 48.6% of the time. So 48% of the time, it was one and done, and they were out of the zone. And that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You're not, if you can't have that prolonged attack, you're not going to score a lot of goals. And how, the many, last... how, much of, how much of those stats, though, can you, can you really take as gospel from last year, though? That's what I'm saying. These are these are things that need to to flip in order for them to be competitive come the end of the season. Yeah, but I don't think that was a product of of the Devils as a team. I just think I, that was a I, product of everything they went through last year. I think it was a product of them not being tough enough on the puck to get rebounds and to get loose pucks after a shot on net. And then they were 31st in offensive zone faceoffs. You're obviously not going to score much if you don't win a faceoff in your offensive zone. So those I'm really. I, I'm going to be interested to, to track those three stats as the season goes on and see if the team's success results in those three stats changing. Stat boy, Steve. Stat boy, Steve. All right. So now you know the, uh, the players. Now you know the rosters, where they're going to be, what they're going to be, where they're going to finish. Uh, give me your four playoff teams in the Metro. Well, it's actually your three playoff teams, right? Top three. Washington, Islanders, Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. I have the Icelanders, Hurricanes, Capitals. I have Isles, uh, Carolina, and I get a half to go to the Pens if we're picking three. So, yeah, why are we picking three? Because you—that's um, how it works. The top yeah, three make it. it works. Just, 
I guess we'll say the, the, the wild top cards three after. from each division yeah. make it. And then top, three, wild cards. top three, two wild cards. That's the way the playoffs are. Don't fucking five. yell, Tom. Don't yell, Tom. That's the way the playoffs are set up. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. Tom? Yeah, it's, it's not my fault. fault. Not your fault. Not my fault. That's great. Then um, I am taking the Islanders, the Capitals, and the Penguins. Penguins. And then who are your other two? Fucking Homer. Two. Now we're going to go to the other two? No, well, we're well, the top three make it. Well, the top three. So my, I actually have a wild card in the Metro, and it's the Rangers. I have a wild card oh. from the Metro, and it's the Rangers. Oh, Really? My, my, no, my metro is the Islanders, Hurricanes, Caps, Rangers, Flyers, Devils. Sorry, Billy. Penguins, Blue Jackets. I have Carolina I, also making it. So I had two yeah. from the. Oh, you had metro. two in the from the metro? Yeah. Yeah, you had both, both wild cards that way. Yeah. Who are your three in the Atlantic? Tampa, Toronto, and Florida. I had Florida, Tampa, Boston. I got Ooh. Boston, Tampa, Florida. So Tom, you don't even think Toronto makes the playoffs. Toronto's my is my eighth seed. Or actually the Rangers might be the eighth seed. But oh, I because you had four. them as the other wild card. Yeah, I had gotcha. four and four. And 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 look, that that to me, right now, it's interchangeable, probably between the Rangers, Flyers, maybe even the Devils. I have the uh wild card. I I have Toronto only because of the strength of schedule there. I think they're going to get too many points in their division. For I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to beat out the fifth team in, in the in the Metro. I think, uh, but I think you're going to see um, Washington, Stig, and Toronto as the two wild cards. But if I had to pick another team, I'd probably say the Rangers are going to push. We'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. But I don't. I think there's too much beating up in the, in the Metro for all the team for five teams to make it. Compared to, you know, Detroit, Buffalo, we're gonna lose every fucking game. And even and Ottawa, then, even Ottawa for that matter, Nick. Ottawa, I was saying, and then you have yeah. Ottawa and Montreal. I think Montreal and Ottawa both were sheltered last year heavily in the Canadian division, and uh, now they're gonna be slaughtered by the top three teams. I, I think Toronto will still get a bunch of wins, but I don't think I don't think Montreal is that good. I think they really lucked into a real nice play, you know, a pretty lo- easy stroll, easy such a set of teams to get through and then played well against uh, the, go- the, the, the Golden Knights. But uh, yeah, they, I don't, I think they're, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yep. Give me your eight in the West. Well, Billy didn't get Billy. Yeah. Finish. What was Billy? We, oh, I'm we sorry. Billy. Bill. Oh, oh, I get to go. Oh, I didn't I know guess. I was still on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I got so so in the uh, whatever that division's called, Atlantic. Atlantic. Uh, Tampa. I got Tampa, Florida, and Boston at the top, and uh, my two wild cards then being uh, Toronto from that division and Carolina from. All right, Bill, you can lead off your eight in the West. How about that? I'll, I'll give that to you. My eight in the West. Well, I'm going to take from the the division with the Blues in it. I don't, what's everything so called? I don't remember. I I'm gonna go with uh, Colorado and Minnesota and the Jets, I guess, and Chicago now with my boy Mark Andre in goal, coming back. Jonathan Taves returning. Then uh, over in the far west, um, the central know. and Pacific. Just you know, we don't have to be technical. But... <laughs> Thank you, um, Vancouver. Rona. Van- yep. Sorry. Vancouver and Edmonton and uh, Calgary and Anaheim 
That division stinks. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely yeah, Anaheim. It does. I, I, I only have three making it. I couldn't even get a fourth out of that division to make the playoffs. Couldn't do it. Yeah, no. Out of the Pacific. Out of the Pacific. Just I the got, three I that got, they get. Yeah, I got Colorado. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do the Pacific because that's easier. Vegas, Edmonton, LA. And then I got Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago, Minnesota. Say that. Say the central again. Uh, Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago, and Minnesota. Oh, wow. Interesting. You, did you say you, you picked Los Angeles? Yeah. LA, yeah. In the Pacific? Yeah. Okay. Uh, LA. I mean, but Nick, look at the Pacific. It's Well, I, I, got, I got it slightly different. It's worse than the me. bottom of the Atlantic. The Knights, the Knights, and the and the Oilers, I think, are the two probable locks, and I think Vancouver is the third. I don't think, oh, so I don't I think anyone Calgary. else, I don't think anyone else is going to make any waves there. Uh, I think Calgary is going to make a Calgary push. Four. Uh, uh, I think the Kraken will have a maybe a shot, but they don't look that nah. good compared to compared shot. to like what we saw at uh, not what not like when Vegas came in. No, yeah, yeah, it's not the same at all. But they'll be interesting to watch. I think they're the wild card because the other teams we all know what they are. We don't really know what the Kraken are at this point. Um, the I have five too in the Central. I got yeah. you know I got I got the Wild. I got the Winnipeg Jets, the Predators, the Stars, and the Avalanche, who I think are going to be. Probably the number one in the West. You all have the Winnipeg Jets. You all think that Corey Connor is going to do something. He's, he's stellar. He's stellar. Kyle Connor. Who the fuck is Kyle Connor? MVP. Of all right. Team. He's winning the Best heart? Player. Oh, my God. Best player in the Central. <laughs> What's your Stanley Cup final? Well, who knows? Give me your final four. Did you go, Steve, already on this? The uh, Yeah, I mean, my, mine. Okay, so, so mine were Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg. Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, mm. Chicago, St. Louis. You got Chicago and yeah. St. Louis. Ooh, okay, interesting. Steve, give me your final four. Go. Uh, I'm going Toronto. What? What? Tampa. That's two. That's uh, that's four. the East. You got Toronto, Tampa in the East. Yes. Okay. Is that acceptable? Did you, did you hit your head? Why is it? Oh wait, you can't do that, right? No, you can. Oh, okay. I mean, they're a wild card. You can. You can. I mean, guys. Can. I mean, you can. There's one every year. There's one person every year who says it, and it's going to be me. This is Toronto's year. Hey, good luck, bro. This is Toronto's year. It always is. And out of the West, I got uh, Colorado and the team that they're going to beat to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Because <laughs> they really are the, they're the class of the con. There's the there's a class yeah. out there. There's there's I don't think anybody else really competes with them. The West I got Colorado and I guess the Knights. I mean realistically, who the fuck knows? The Knights couldn't beat Montreal last year. I don't know if they're gonna start to slip more, but I can't see them beating Colorado regardless. I don't think that matters. And I have a repeat three years straight Tampa and the Isles, and this time third time's a charm. I'm hoping to God. <laughs> That that's the case, and we can beat them because that's the only matchup I, I really want to see in the playoffs. I want to see us beat uh, Tampa because if we beat Tampa, I don't think they will lose in in the finals to anybody. That's that's like their their uh, their mountain to climb. They can beat that. They can beat anybody. I think kryptonite is the word you're looking for. No, fuck that shit. Uh, I like Nick have Colorado Vegas and Tampa and the Icelanders. The However, difference. because the Lightning are the Icelanders' daddy. The Icelanders fall again to the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
and they will face the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final. That's okay. I didn't want to do my final four. Well, now it's your turn. It's now your turn, dipshit. Now it's your turn. I didn't finish. I, I, I was done, going to now it's your turn. But you went to the finals. I thought we were going final four. Um, well, if somebody else yeah. did the final four. Nick did it, the final four. You get to, listen, you get to the final four and then like this. Yeah, then you do the Stanley Cup. Don't Don't be such a little whiny baby. Um, yeah, I, I, it's my turn. I didn't get to say Why anything. Why are you guys stealing all my stuff? Oh, Christ almighty. Don't forget it. No, nobody needs to know my, my picks now. That's fine. I got them locked in here. And now you won't know what they are. Well, we're waiting. Remember we talked about dead air being bad for the podcast? Remember we talked about that? I'll just skip right to the Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup. Sorry, oh. Tom. Would that be like the worst thing possible for you, Tom? Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't think there could be anything worse. Maybe maybe the worst for the podcast would be the Flyers. No, Personally, for terrible. me, it would be the Islanders. Well, the whole, oh, everybody would be, we'd be pissed, obviously. We'd be fuming. I got Colorado winning it. I have Colorado winning myself, yes. It's a good pick. Colorado is a very talented team. But I, I'm assuming, Nick, you picked the Islanders. Of course. That's, I, can't, I can't see any way around it. This is the year. They got to do it. Tampa gets a little weaker. Isles get a little, maybe a little stronger, maybe the same. But we got – I think it's going to be close. We pushed them to seven games last year. This year's the year. Maybe you could push them to nine this year. If Tampa, <laughs> if Tampa beats the Islanders again this year, I mean, oh, we got to start talking about curses, right? Uh, I don't say I don't know if it's a curse. I mean, these are the, the first year we lost to them in six, but it was they were dominant in against us. And then this past year, while they were still definitely the better team, we pushed them to seven without our captain. And uh, I yeah, felt you guys that are was bringing your entire team back. And they're basically yeah. bringing their top two lines back. Yeah, and exactly. Goal- and their goaltender. Yeah, and he's pretty they're, good. He's fucking. He was. And, and he defense. was the difference. And their defense, let's, which is their, really not, the key. Right, so let's not let's not right. cut corners here. Veselovsky was the reason they they shut us out in Game Seven, and most of the series he was unreal. That guy is just so good, and he's. I think he's very underrated. I'll be honest. People don't give him enough credit. That guy is ridiculously good. underrated yes i in think what so stratosphere is he underrated no. because no he's in fucking tampa i mean he's won two cups but he is nobody's the best goalie in the league and there's not even a comparison easily and that's the point he, that's on, that's my point i think when it comes to that shit and he's he not can't be underrated if he's the best goalie in the league it's like saying Connor mcdavid is hey, well, he's all right they should you mean connor kyle busted. connor yeah i mean Corey connor i mean it's like saying Corey connor's all right all right whatever Okay. Once I got all the emails, I could set it up. I'll have some downtime when I am in Nashville this weekend for Snorefest. Mm. No. Speaking of Snorefest, it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. During which team's playoff season do fans throw dead octopuses onto the ice rink before home games? I got this. I got this. I really feel like Seattle. it should be octopi. But it's okay. the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken. I was going to say Seattle Kraken. Yeah, they're big with the fish out there. They, yeah, they're, they're – well, that I means the Kraken. They're a giant yeah. octopus, right? Big with the fish. Christ. Uh, you know, they're an expansion team, and this kind of implies that they've done this in past playoff games. So They're going to – it's a new tradition. It's a new tradition. Yeah, this is what they're going – it's what they're going to do. 
they're going to set the new tradition this year, right? That's what all right. Apparently, it's not the Seattle Kraken. All you had no. to do was say no. Oh, what team threw that shit? Oh, that, that the Florida Panthers. That's right. That's right. That's, That's right. right. It's the Florida no. Panthers. It's got to be a fish team. It's got to no, be a no, fish no. They, they threw the, 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 the thing on the ice. The plastic octopi. Right? It's yeah, got to be a right? fish team. It's obviously the Hartford Whalers. Ooh, no, oh. they're not even in existence. The Carolina Hurts. Yeah, they're not around anymore. No, I can I can assure you that this team is still in the NHL. So oh, you don't. Okay. It's not the Whalers. It's not the Golden Seals, who are also kind of fishy. Um, so, it's not wait, even so, the City Scouts. So it wasn't the Panthers? Uh, no, not the Florida Panthers. That those were rats that they threw. I feel like oh, rats. Oh, rats. Do you know? Do you know how Fuckers. the uh, the most octopi die in the ocean? Is because of lightning storms. So I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a good guess. That's a, that's a really good guess. How you pieced that all I, together? That was good. I don't think that's true. Uh, but no, it's not the Lightning at, at any rate. No, they they're not throwing octopi. Oh wait, no, no, the, like the octop the octopus. I mean, when it's cooked, it's red. But when it's in the in the water, it's blue. So it's got to be the St. Louis Blues, right? No, the St. Louis Blues, known you know, which is a kind type of music. No, they're they're not going to throwing around. Got to be a really scuzzy fan base that would do that. So I'm going to say the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, fuck the flyer. What is a flyer fuck anyway? Does anybody know what a fucking flyer is? I know it's a douchebag that plays on the ice in, in Philadelphia, but does anybody actually know what a flyer is? Where the yeah of their team it's like is a piece from? of paper gets posted all around town that has like ads on it. Yeah. That's how they got their stupid name with that ridiculous it's, logo? It's what morons call somebody who pilots a plane. Oh, he's the flyer. He's the plane flyer. So is it the flyers? That was the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. My life. It's not the flyers. The, the flyers do not throw. Fuck. Octopus is on the ice. It's got to be a Western conference team, I feel like. Oh. You know, I, I bet the fans got really crazy and, and wild. Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Oh, that's Gotta a wild be, right? thing. They're Gotta a wild, wild animal. Wild, yeah. This all right. Chalk an another one up for Tom. This is an old tradition. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for Rocky fans to figure so it out. So probably an original six team. I'm guessing. Yes, yes. Oh, Chicago. Oh. Chicago. Oh, cool. Chicago. It's got to be the Blackhawks. It's an old Indian tradition that they yeah. would throw no. the um, the the octopus on the. On, on Lake Michigan, that was that was what they used to do back in the in, in the heyday. And they back used to they scream hokey, 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 and then they would throw octopus on the ice. That I mean, that's what they did. I mean, read right, the, I I give up. I don't know. I read the history books, Bill. I give up. I don't know who it is. And, and let's not keep talking about the Blackhawks because I I don't want to have to cancel everybody. I'm not sure why that name is still okay. It's wow. the Chicago hockey team. Could say. <laughs> I give Chicago up. I, I don't. I got nothing. You give up. You're, this is the Nick, Detroit did you say Red the squids. Wings. It was their team called the squids. Chicago squids. That's going to be their new name. You know, they, they ink everywhere. It's uh, moved from the Blackhawks. Mm. Fucking genius. Yeah. Nick, you're onto something. Okay. That's the last card ever. Who was it? We got through them all. I said it's the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, what the Red, Red, the Red Wings? Wings? Because they're. The it's just octopus it has, has wings. There's no tie-in with the name or the city. It's, it's because it used to take eight wins to win the cup when there was original, the original four. It's because Red Bull gives you wings, red and, wings, and, the is how and many an octopus. You're so completely wrong. Bill, I, I, I got to tell you, 
I, I, th- I think that's a Fugazi card. There's no way that that would happen. Due to circumstances beyond our control, Impressions with Nick will be canceled this weekend. And in its place, we will do Impressions with Bill. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, uh, we Talk have about a, canceled. We have, Holy shit. Do we shit. have a dump button? We have a dump <laughs> Holy button. Holy cow. What? I, I, I wait. Don't... I, Oh, my I have God. a dump button, but I did it too late. Oh, my God. Maybe I should have done that earlier. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm Ooh. not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Ugh. You could touch it if you give it some roofies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Want to take a camping? Your, your name Ryan Laundry? Gosh. All right. I won't do impressions anymore. Jeez, I thought that was pretty good. Prodigal son, good. prodigal good. son of Philadelphia, by the way. Who's that? Worse. Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, it was Fat Albert. He was doing the impersonation of Fat Albert. Yeah, it was Albert. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. This year in Steve's stomach brings us back two weeks in a row. Back to two weeks. Yeah, I, I was going to point that out, but I didn't want to. 2012. 2012. If you can hear this, that's the planner. Because so, there's been a lot of doubt that this is real, that I do this, that I've been doing this for all these years. No, no. And we're going to get the marketing Davis department to, to fan out the books and tweet that out tomorrow morning. Oh. What a genius idea for the marketing department, don't you think? Hold on a second. You just got to write it in the marketing planner. Department's making Hold a on. note of that. Got to make a note of that in the planner. Okay. We are going to go to December 21st, 2020. Twelve December twenty first, two thousand and twelve was yeah, a, a Friday. A lot of ones and twos in there. Was a Friday. Yeah. Was just a Friday. So you know. mm. Ironically enough, on this Friday, I got not one but two pumpernickel bagels, flat tires. What? What? Yes. Wow. Wait till you hear what this day was then. Flat tires. Uh, I skipped breakfast. No went straight to bagels. straight to lunch. Where, uh, and, and lunch was at the lunch was at the Thumbtack factory, right? That's where you drove. Okay, go ahead. Lunch was a six-inch bologna and cheese sub from Quick Check with a can of Coca-Cola Classic, and dinner was Chili's Big Mouth bites with fries and a Coca-Cola from the fountain. After which. We drove around and looked at Christmas lights. Does your bologna have a first name? It does, as a matter of fact. And it's O-S-C-A-R. Why, pray tell, did we select December 21st, 2012? Because, Steve, that was supposed to be the end of the world. Ah. That day was the end of the Mayan calendar. And those big bites you ate at Chili's could have been your last meal. When but would it's, the it's world odd that you have, got two flat tires on that day too? When would the world have ended at eleven fifty nine? I I think sometime in on that day. I, I, they weren't real specific. The the calendar just ended there, so they all said, "Oh my god, that's the end of the world." Just so you know, just so you know, the next day we had a party at Tom and Lawrence. We did. There was a Christmas party at Tom and Lawrence the next day. How about that? How about that? How about that? What was the story of the two flat tires? Do you remember this one? Yeah. So yeah, he, went to, he was working at the tack factory. Didn't you hear Bill? <laughs> I, I was driving around and I got two flat tires. 
<laughs> like the same exact time or like well no not the same exact tire because it was two no it was two the exact same fucking thing you yeah, hit yeah it was the same side of the road yeah All the right. same side of the car i i must have hit something i don't twice didn't write that down in the planner how much did it cost to get your tires re- replaced 79.95 you didn't write really? that down did you you just oh, the number out of your ass there's no Would way you, you can pull that one out both, both uh, patch must have. I don't remember, guys. Important details. Important but details. ten years ago, nine years ago. Don't but you remember all the fucking pumpernickel bagels? I I need another date where you had a pumpernickel bagel. That's what I need to. I that's I'm trying to. I'm throwing darts. I'm trying to hit the bullseye here. No, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm going to keep throwing my darts, and I want that pumpernickel bagel. All right, we have uh we have entertained you people long enough. Go to and follow us on Twitter at friends underscore arrivals. Uh, go on to um, the iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us. Turn please on leave us a so review. You never miss an episode. And please, as Steve did mention, leave us a review. We will be on the air. If you don't want it to, that's fine. Just make sure you note that in the review section. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our season preview. Um, all of it's just probably gonna just shit the bed so i wouldn't take any of this stuff to the bank billy say something woody i'd like to thank the serious cybernetics corporation for manufacturing robots with genuine people personalities your plastic pal that's fun to be with and galactic president zaphod people brox thank you billy oh, jesus h is that that more fucking hitchhiker's guide to the fucking whatever yeah you do see <laughs> fucking Zapod Beeblebrox used to be your friggin' password for Ron. Hey, websites. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I have not said that? Oh my bad. Oh, don't I don't know. Anymore. You can sing us out. No, I think, I don't think he would. I gotta go. I gotta start driving like less than six hours. All right. See oh, you hey, bud. Hey, have a good trip. Right. Have, have a good trip, trip bud. Enjoy Bye. it. See ya. What a dirt bag. Oh, Billy? My God. Why would you say that about him? Oh, That's my so God. <laughs> you two suck. <laughs>